After Hours Publications is your one stop for sexy alphas, draw-dropping drama, and sizzling romance. Erotica, paranormal, and contemporary. That's www.afterhourspublications.com. Come take a peek between our covers. Welcome to another installment um, of Open Book. Um, And today we are having the very talented Vivian Blue with us. Okay. Um, She is a author. You know, I don't want to give too much about her backstory because it's nothing like a person talking about themselves. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, but yes, she is Arthur and she is here to, you know, just sit back, talk, chill, talk, and um, so on and so forth. I'm sorry, guys. I got to get this down. Okay. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So welcome, Vivian. How are you? All right. And you, thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. So give us a little bit of your background as an author when did you when did you you know first do your first book did you did you try doing the self-publishing route first or or did you start off actually with a publisher sign I actually started off with a publisher um Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had sent out um samples uh or you know uh sent out stuff to traditional publishers trying to see if I could uh, get a book deal with them but um, (laughs) one day a friend of mine had uh, inboxed me uh, some information Mm -hmm. on Royalty Publishing House and so I was just Mm -hmm. like oh okay I said well let me send it in you know it won't hurt because I had been sending Mm -hmm. stuff in and so I sent uh, in the requirements for Portia and then she got in touch Mm -hmm. with me and um, um, asked if I you know uh, if I could send you know the rest of the stuff to her so when she finally offered me a contract at the time I had a lot going on I had just started another job and I had some stuff Mm -hmm. going on so at first I was just kind of like well I don't know right now I'm not sure or whatever um but maybe a week later uh in talking with my boss and the way my schedule had split I was able to um to reach out to her and accept the contract and then the rest is history from there okay so so how many books do you have currently up 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 up, up underneath your name you know like even if you can't tell, you know, actually tell us the actual number, you know, if you want to guesstimate. So how many books have you actually done? I actually have, if I'm not mistaken, either 51 or 52 titles. What? Yes, and the majority of them are, um, I have series. And then uh, once uh, I had uh, went my separate ways from royalty, um, I put out two extra, uh, two other books, and both of those were um, standalone. So, um, yeah, I have about 50, 51 books out. Lord Jesus, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, in my mind, I was thinking, uh, 25, 30. Yeah, because of the series titles, you know, when you think about it, it's like three books 
for one one title. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet Jesus! Wow. So, so what is your main genre? Well, I write mostly urban fiction romance. Mm-hmm. But. I have uh, written, I kind of switched over to erotica, which is kind of funny because a lot of my readers always say that uh, my my urban fiction books almost kind of remind them of erotica books because of uh, my vivid sex scenes. And you can kind of see the, the, the transition of my writing from when I first started writing to where I am today. And so they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, <laughs> and they say, yeah, it kind of even still, you know, <laughs> it all kind of seemed like erotica to them. So mm-hmm. it was kind of hilarious. I think. So, yeah. So those are the two that I uh, mainly write in. But I am mm-hmm. considering uh, writing in other genres. I have a um, interracial book that I'm currently uh, working on. Mm. And then I have um, a thriller as well. So I have two books that I'm kind of working on so yes yeah you know I I I am I am all for expanding your horizons you know what I'm saying giving it a try because you're right across the board sister you're right across the board yes 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 you know and you know and I think as an author that you have to after a while you know what I mean because you know I don't know about anybody else out there but it just keeps it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I mean? And you I know, like you with, take a with, break. With, yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. Because I, I feel like with urban romance, you're kind of stuck in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you know, when you try to, to write outside the box, because I'm one of those people who I try to, I think outside the box. I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, I don't write like most writers, typical writers do and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I um kind of Right, I put street, I guess, uh, urban in my books because you know, an urban romance book, truthfully, is only something that is in an urban setting, it doesn't necessarily have to be a drug dealer or you know, a gang member or those particular things, as long as it's in an urban setting, you know. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, okay, wait a minute, stop. I just want the, the people listening to let that sink in. What you just said, okay? okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know, you yeah. know, because so many times readers and 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 just people in the literature world, they don't seem to understand that. See what I'm saying? Yes. You know, and 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 they just automatically assume <laughs> that if it's quote unquote urban, okay then it has to be a gang bang or you know drug and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it's like no 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 you know that is not how it has to be you know it does not yes and my and a lot of my books <clears throat> are reflective of that and one thing that um i was uh told um by my uh old publisher you know, she she often said, you don't have to write, you know, a scene where they're 
dealing drugs or whatever. She said you can give the information and set the tone for people to know without mm-hmm. directly saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I felt that and I understood that. So I took it and ran with it because I'm like, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people have this false understanding of things. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of marks <laughs> the tone of how people respond or react to your books. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. So, so you have all of these titles. So how long have you actually been writing? Because I mean, that's an awful lot of titles, you know, that, you know, books that you have published. So how long have you actually been writing? I've been writing for uh, about five years. I'll be coming upon my sixth year uh, in the new mm-hmm. year, um, towards the middle of the, the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first started writing, I already had a few books written. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So, you know, my first, <laughs> which is funny, the first, I just, uh, last week, finished reading my very first series uh that I wrote <laughs> because I've kind of ran through this this patch where I haven't really been in the mood to write or want to mm-hmm. write so I, I was like well you know sometimes you got to go back to where you started mm-hmm. and find that book mm-hmm. why did you write this book you mm-hmm. know get reacquainted with your writing you know the beginning of your writing and and why you fell in love with writing and want to mm-hmm. And so, you know, I reread that and it was originally 169,000 and it had to get chopped and it had to get chopped down. Mm-hmm. And so the book was chopped down into four parts and it was one of those things like, hmm, you know, I went back and read reviews and stuff and I was like, they're right. You know, the first two books should have been together. You know, you kind of live and you you learn, you know, from that and stuff. But like I said, I had already had um, a few books already written. So like every month I was putting out a book. Oh, no wonder. Consistently for maybe four to five years, I put out a book a month. Low. So I was constantly putting out a book a month. So even if I skipped a month, that second, that month after, I was coming well, with a book. Mm-hmm. So I was consistently putting out books mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it kind of slowed down this year and stuff. And it's just like, uh, I, I just kind of lost that that love that I had. I haven't. I don't think I lost it. I think I was just kind Burnt of out. tired of of everything going on and you know personal issues and things it's just kind of slowed me down Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but I've been working on stuff a little bit at a time and stuff and like I said um patience is a virtue and sometimes you have to slow yourself down to to try to figure out because it was one of those things like do I need to reinvent myself you know do I you know I just started questioning a lot of things Mm -hmm. and stuff and something was like why don't you try writing in other genres yeah you know, why don't why don't you, you branch out and stuff? And so the first erotica book that I came out mm-hmm. with, I got I got an okay, I got a mixed response, you know, either you, you loved it or you mm-hmm. didn't. Some people had an issue with the fact that the book was about uh a uh a, a poly life, mm-hmm. you know. And so people people have problem have an issue with polygamy. Mm-hmm. And so the book kind of was based, you know, the book was based on polygamy. A man had a, a, a wife, but he was seeking, you know, a girlfriend mm-hmm. to join their marriage and stuff. And so, you know, if, you know, you get the reviews like, oh my God, I didn't know it was like this and I couldn't get into what? it and stuff. And my thing is, I was sitting there like, well, in a sense, I feel like you're reading with judgment. You shouldn't read for judgment. We you should read for entertainment. entertainment. Yes. 
And if you're reading for the entertainment of it, you know, the sex things were spicy. So if you read it for the entertainment of what it is, instead of trying to put yourself in the shoes Mm -hmm. of the characters, then you would enjoy the book. Because a lot of people enjoyed the book. They were just like, oh my God, this book was something else. But, you know, it's all in in whether, you know, it's a judgment-free zone when you're reading. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, you know, and I do agree with you about that and also too I think that maybe those that really didn't really get it was because they was probably expecting the same old thing from Vivian Blue and that may be the case they may be the case but good sex scenes and complex relationships exactly and, that you know those those are the things that you're gonna get from me there's always a complex I always have a complex relationship I have complex characters and the interesting thing another thing that I kind of hit and faced when I first started writing I have this thing like with my very first series my main character she was a hot (laughs) but she she thought and acted like a man Mm -hmm. you know the things that she did you know the night the title of the book was torn between two bosses and in a sense she wasn't torn between two bosses it was two niggas that she Mm -hmm. liked and she was fucking both Mm -hmm. of them you know what i'm saying and it was on her terms you know and and she was just as tough as you know as the men and had a smart mouth and all of that and so i found that people had a problem with my main character because they're used to those meat oh my god well the the one thing that i that i had an issue with i'm not a weak woman so if i'm not a weak woman i don't know how to write women women that's right that's you know what right. I'm saying? And, and maybe we need to take a look at this because I find it interesting. I was sitting here having this thought, like, I think it was like last week. I said, no, it was earlier this week when I was finishing up the set of series. Mm-hmm. And I said, I find it interesting that women proclaim to have this certain um strength about mm-hmm. them, you know mm-hmm. and possess the same things that my my characters and my book possess however they like to read about weak women. Ugh, I and, don't and for me I can't stand <laughs> I can't do that I can't do that so <laughs> I can't get into that so so then that draws your character into play with me like hmm you may proclaim to be this very strong woman Mm -hmm. or all of this and that but if you're a strong woman you wouldn't have a problem reading about a strong Mm -hmm. woman you would welcome that and be open to that because you should be tired of reading about these weak women who like to be victims and stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of my books I like the man to be the victim because there's a flip side of that and even strong alpha men get played oh yes man you know and if it comes to some good pussy, honey, they're going to go crazy, crazy and do all kinds of stupid That's shit. That's right. So, you know, it, it, that was something that, that I faced when, when I first started writing was, you know, people having an issue with my female characters. They were vulnerable and, and they were women, you know what I'm saying? But they thought like men and act like mm-hmm. men, you know, in, in so many instances and stuff. And they avoided being, trying to be a victim or being mm-hmm. victim. So... That that was kind of a, a interesting thing to me when I first started writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and, and and that is a very good point that you pulled uh, that you have brought up because you know um have have you been following this whole Megan this whole Megan the Stallion thing about her being shot and all that stuff? 
Yeah, I've seen it uh, in media, and uh, it's interesting because we did a, um, I just did a podcast. I have this podcast that I do uh, once a month, and it's called Battle of the Sexes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like female authors and uh, male authors and stuff, and we kind of um, debate issues and stuff. And that was one of the things that we talked mm-hmm. about. <clears throat> and it kind of piggybacks with the um, Cardi B and Offset divorce. Yeah. I find that that certain men have issues with women of power. Yes. Women who possess a certain power oh. or or possess a certain limelight, mm-hmm. they have a hard time dealing with it because of their pride and their ego. Mm-hmm. They can't put their pride and their ego to the side in order to lift up their woman and be accepted in the fact that she is the one who, you know, is leading or, you know, the, the the top That's one, what? you know, it takes a certain type of strong mm-hmm. to accept and deal that deal with that. And in some issues, men don't know how to put their pride and their ego aside to deal with it. You know, an interesting thing to me was, you know, you can look at uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah. You know, Jay Jay Z is is on top of his game, but his wife is is like ten times higher than yeah. He even cheated on yes. her, but had to come back and apologize. He wrote a whole album, you know, apologize because at the beginning of the day, she knew who she was and she knew her That's mother. right. And she was like, you know what, nigga? You can do that. I'm going to take my child and I'm, I'm going on about my business. That's right. And fuck That's you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't need you. If you can't be supportive of me or be the man that I need you to be, grow the fuck up because he older than yeah. her. You know, then I'm gone, mm-hmm. and he saw that. You know, it. I guess it clicked for him. Like, I got the baddest bitch in the industry. You know, that's I'm right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even about you know her beauty. You know, it's about her being who she is. She's a very strong, empowering. That's woman. right. You know, she has a business entity in in herself. You know, she's a titan. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how dare you? <clears throat> you disrespected. All other women, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, by doing her this way because we look up to her. You know, we aspire to yes. be a businesswoman like yes. her. You know, to be be a strong public figure, mm-hmm. and then you turn around and you do our queen like this, like really, really, really? yeah, I, really. The way I feel about it is is that if if she is still treating you like a man within your relationship because. You know, you you do have some women that because of the fact that they are making more, okay, okay, uh-huh. that they do tend to let that man know that this my shit and you just renting it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, so, but just as long as that's not the type of dynamics of your relationship, okay, I don't mm-hmm. really see why you should have a problem, okay? Right. Because when I'm winning, you winning, and, and exactly. we both winning, okay? It's a partnership. That's right. It's a That's right. That's right. Now, where I feel like what what happened with, let's say, Offset, but this is just my opinion, okay? Please. Right. Okay. Right. Is that he, instead of him taking the fact that his woman is is popping and locking and she doing it okay she mm-hmm. i mean you know he allowed people to clown him okay 
Okay, yeah. clown him. Yes. All right. And mm-hmm. he felt like he had to go out to the strip clubs or, you know, mess around with, you know, these common females. Okay, just so that he can get his ego struck. Ego and pride. Okay, all right. Ego, oh, it's all about ego and That's pride. right, because, I mean, if, if, if Cardi B's Instagram, okay, is any indication to how much she was up that man ass, okay, all right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay, she was, she was still treating him like a man, okay, even though yeah. she knew that she was making more than him, okay? She knew her position as a woman. Yeah. And that's another thing. You know, I think, you know, I don't <laughs> mean to say, you know, people figure, you know, or, or will say that these are old views and values, but at the beginning and the end of the day, in relationships, women and men have positions. Yeah. It is, it is for the man to leave and for the woman to follow. You know, not saying that you have to wait on him hand and foot. Mm-hmm. It's those days, you know, where you're waiting at the door with his slippers and a drink nah. or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it's it's about the structure of, of a household. Now, if you found that you have a man that cannot lead you, then you don't need to be in a relationship because that's the thing. I'm an alpha female who needs an alpha male, mm-hmm. you know, I am a very strong woman. However, I know how to take a step back and allow a man to lead me. However, you have to show me that you have the ability, ability to do to so because I'm not going to follow you blindly. I'm not going to let you follow me. You know, I'm not going to follow you into the, to, into the bottomless. Amen. Place, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to possess a certain thing about you or show me that you're capable of lead, leading me. It doesn't matter if I make more of you, Make mm-hmm. more. It's a thing. It's about respect. It's a mutual respect. It's respect and understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, the basis of a relationship is is respect and understanding. And if we have that that understanding and that respect, then I'm going to allow you to be the man and to lead me. And she was. You know, she stepped back. She understood who he was, what he was, and she tried to love him and deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But after a while. A woman gets tired of doing the same old two-step and running around. Oh, hell yeah. And eventually, eventually we'll be like, you know what, fuck this. That's right. I'm going to move on to the next. I don't have time to be sitting here dealing with that. That's right. You know, and so I think that's kind of what happened. You know, she was like, I ain't got to deal with this shit and I ain't got to take it. Fuck it. Go on. If this is what you want to do, go on about your That's right. Right. Going on about your business. I'm cool over here. Just take take care of your responsibility. Take care of your daughter. And and I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You know, she has not bashed him. Nope. She has not talked down about him, which I love that she is a classy lady. She ratchet and I love it, but she's also a classy lady when it's when she's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And I and I give big ups to her for that, for being such a such a fucking lady. About That's it. right. You know what I'm saying? And, and not bashing mm-hmm. him. So hats off to her. Yes, 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 yes. You know, unlike Ray J and I think what's his wife name Princess or something like that I think so somebody was telling me about that mess see the interesting thing is I don't watch uh, a lot of the ratchet TV oh no I don't either I really don't be I, on the, on the, the gossip blog yeah. or whatever because a lot of that yeah. stuff some of that stuff be so sad yeah. and it's just like ridiculous mm-hmm. you know even the, the stuff that you you know you hear 
and stuff. I think that some of these people, they do things for reactions and to, to get press or whatever, but in the back of their mind, you know, when they have that two seconds to kind of step back and think about what they did, they realize how stupid it was of them to do certain things or say certain oh, yes. things and have regrets. Yes. You know, especially when it costs you your relationship. Because yes, this whole Ray J and Princess thing, from what I understood, was kind of um, you know, a stupid thing. Too. Basically, so it's just like, oh. I, I don't, I, I listen, if you have problems inside your marriage or whatever, the place to air it out is not on social media. Yes. Go to a therapist. Okay. All right. Or, 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 or <laughs> better yet, call, you know, you know, let's do it the old fashioned way. You call me on the phone. Okay. Or, yeah, let's sit down. You know what I'm saying? And I cuss you out, you know what I'm saying? And and tell you that your dick game is weak. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. and vice versa, okay? And that's it. That's it. What's, what's the blue song? Let's straighten it out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. what do you say? Sit yourself down, girl, and talk to me. <laughs> that's, and, and there it go. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But but everybody wants to put their business uh, on social media and air their dirty laundry and stuff, and you end up looking stupid yeah. in the end, yeah. you know. And then you doing all of this, and you have children. So when your children get older, Come on now. you know this is on record, and they'll have the ability to go back and see this. How embarrassed do you think they will yeah. be? Yeah. How you think that that will make them feel? Because that's another thing. When you have children in the picture and at play, you have to be respectful to them and conscious of them. That's right. You know, because they have to still deal with the backlash of the issue. Yeah. So, yes. But I don't know why Tory Lane shot Megan Stallion in the foot. Probably because he's jealous because she, she thick with it and she, she could stand. I think the problem is she could stand over that nigga and look down <laughs> on him and that make him you feel know what? You know, I did not know how tall she is. Do you know how tall that nigga is? He's like about five, four, five, five. Oh, wow. He is a little bitty nigga. So she probably told him, nigga, I will step on you. And he got pissed off like, bitch, I'm going to shoot you in your foot then. Since you I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby. She is a brick house. She's a big girl. Wow. That's them Texas. That's that Texas girl. Them Southern <laughs> Wow. I did not know. Just how built she was, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because when she's taking pictures and stuff, you know, I'm like, oh wow, you know, I wish I had, you know, thighs like that, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but but I didn't realize the total package. Yeah, she is tall. You know, when you see her standing next to, to men and and different people, you like, oh okay, okay, I see that. My brother is like six two six three and i remember laughing saying damn i wanted to be that tall why i couldn't you know get the hygiene too and and be that tall because i want to look down on this <laughs> like, i want to be tall so i can look down on my you want to know what you <laughs> want to know i have i have i have never wanted to be tall you know what i mean i always like mm-hmm. always like that short the height ratio you know what i mean I, and you right. know i just i i i don't know you know what i mean you know what i mean that you know you know when if I was big like that, I would have a problem with guys, maybe. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Well, 
Uh-huh. Well, well, you know, I just feel like I just, just, just picked up. You said I feel intimidated. There you go. Exactly. 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 You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, that was always my issue, even when I was in school and in college, you know, I'm short, but, you know, that was always what guys would say is that, you know, I come off as intimidating. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? So, so did they try to say you had the Napoleon complex? Look, listen to me, okay? You was spicy. You so short, you feisty. I don't think I was spicy. What it was is that I'm not gonna take your bullshit. So carry on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so, 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 you know, it it necessarily wasn't that I was um intimidating. Is just that you don't like the fact that I can see you with your lies coming. You see what I'm saying? You know, so so mm-hmm. that's your excuse of why you don't want to kick it with me is because I'm intimidating. But whatever. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, so all right, so really, really, really quick. All right, let's talk about something else that's very, very important and especially because we are people of color. Okay. Yes. Ma'am. All right. Are you ready to, are you registered and are you ready to vote? Yes, honey. I've been registered since I was 18 years old. Okay. (laughs) You know, and, and honey, it is our right. It is our duty out of respect for our elders and the people who gave up their lives for black people to have the right to vote. You know, my grandmother marched with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, and her and my father always stressed the importance of you need to vote. Your voice does count. Mm-hmm. You know, people always get into that, oh, my vote don't count. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. You know, and let's not just vote, you know, for the president. You need to vote locally. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who put who you put in office in your in your state are the people who actually make more decisions on your life. That's right. You know, it's only a fraction with the federal government, but the state and local levels are very important too. You know, hey, it is, it is, voting is, 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 is actually like a privilege. I always felt like they should put conditions, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you don't vote, then you can't hold that good job that you have. Mm-hmm. If you don't vote, you know what I'm saying? There's certain things you can't acquire a house or you can't acquire a car. You know, voting is very important and it is your duty. You know what I'm saying? It is a right. And p- so many people kind of throw it away. And it's like, that's not, not good because you don't vote yet. You benefit for the, when p- the benefit and get good things, you know, from people who do decide to yeah. vote. So how is it that you get to benefit from it and you don't even express your voice you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so you're saying that that you you know you don't count so it i think some you know some stipulations need to be tied to mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you know it's sad that in a sense you would have to force people to vote because you would think that people would want to vote you know if they were to say hey we're gonna check the voting polls and everybody who voted will be the ones who get stimulus checks. oh shoot they come would on man. A holy come shit. on now maybe they would be ready to burn the city but you didn't even vote. Yeah. This is why we have this man who is totally destroying our democracy, you know, destroying everything that people have worked so hard to put in place. Mm-hmm. This is why we have them because you did not exercise your right to and, vote. So you have no right to talk about him or complain about him because you're part of the problem. You know, it's just like the people who, 
um, voted for him just because he made them these false promises. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I voted for him and our our coal factory still closed down. <laughs> exactly. still happened. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but I don't feel sorry for you. You know, it's the local level too. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for you because you're the one who voted the person in who did this. Mm-hmm. So why should I feel sorry that you don't have a job now? You should have thought about it and known that you was getting rocked to sleep. You should have <laughs> did your your background but the fact that he is a white man yeah you felt that oh he got all these businesses and he's a white man so it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know racism is real which is another crazy thing because i don't understand it you know we all are people we all bleed you know we are all human so you're supposed to love god preaches that we love all his children yeah you know and i'm saying it doesn't matter you know the the, the color of their skin however this man has been bankrupt four, five times. So why would you think that he would be able to come in and do something? That's right. Oh, the economy's been the best. The economy was good because we're riding on the backs of what Obama, Obama did. did. That's right. But now that he's been in here for almost four years, we are starting to feel the effects yes. of what he did to yes. us. And we're going to feel it for another four years, no matter whether he's voted in or if Biden is broken, mm-hmm. people need to go back and read and learn about government and what happens. A president does not make all the decisions for the people. No. It is the Congress who makes the decisions for the people. Mm-hmm. You know, black people thought that, oh, Obama's getting in, we all gonna be sitting fat. How you figure that? Yeah. He only can present certain things, and it takes the Congress to vote Okay, on wait. It. So if Congress is... All- okay, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's pause just for just okay. for a second so that that can sit in, sink okay. in, okay? <laughs> all right, to the listeners. Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right, because of the fact that I don't know how many times that people have bashed Obama, okay, and talked about how, you know, you know our lives didn't get better, you know, and this and this and that. But what they don't understand is, is that he tried. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. He, he, he tried. All right. And mm-hmm. every time that he tried to make something happen. Okay. Yeah. He was shot Congress down. Him down. <laughs> he was literally shot down. Okay. And he had to fix a lot of the mistakes that Bush, you know. That's right. Bush presented so he was fixing stuff right. but he had to fix stuff in order to move, move us forward that's right that's right that's right that's right you know and, and, and if they would have voted we'd have been better off because then we would have had Al Gore who is uh, an amazing politician mm-hmm. who would have continued on what Obama was putting in place because remember Trump spent the first two years Everything down, down. And, and changing all the rules right. and, and different things, laws and different things that Obama had put in place to help yeah. us become better. Yes. And be better. That's right. So, you know, that's right. I can go on and on for days, honey, but we ain't got that, that kind of time. <laughs> so people need to wake up. Yes. People need to wake up and realize, get their hair out their ass. I'm so proud. Another big ups to Cardi B because mm-hmm. Cardi B is on it. Oh, yes. She is trying to get her people out and vote her, her demographic out to yes. vote. She is on it with these young people. She are, She's interviewing these candidates mm-hmm. and she is with it. Big ups to her. Yes. 
Oh my God! You know she is. She is an amazing human being. She is. Honey. She is. She is an amazing human being, and she's. She. You can tell she's a real person. Not that other people aren't doing it, you know. But she is like out in the forefront. She is on the front lines, honey. She be out, been on the front lines since this whole election thing has kicked yes. off, and that is wonderful that she is using her platform to get out here to these young people to get them to understand the importance of being registered and so yes 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 but i think that i i think that a lot of times well not a lot of times i think the reason why a lot of celebrities okay a lot of you know rappers and you know other people in the music industry i think that they don't say anything because they are afraid of it possibly hurting their bottom line yes See what I'm saying? You know, and it's like, yeah. you know, you have a platform, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, and and but but you using your platform to to talk about bitches hoes and show off your jewelry, you know, your your little diamonds and your right, yeah, you know talk ridiculous. Yes. You know, you know, you know they they don't care if. You using your platform to spread ignorance and look like a fool. Yes, exactly. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And at the beginning of the day, the little white kids are still going to buy your music and listen to you and all of that. They're, they're still going to do all of those things. That's right. That's right. You know, that it's their parents who have the, ig- have who the have ignorance. The That's right. Not not the kids. That's right. Not the kids. Right. It's more white people out here who uh marching for Black Lives Matter than it is uh black it people. It sure is. It sure is. It's it's more it's more white people who are screaming out about injustice to black people. So, so around you know, the world. Around, around the, world. the world. We have people in other countries yeah. who are like, I remember okay, Mike Brown lives in St. lived in Ferguson, which is a part of St. Louis mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff. And like I remember the uh, they started tear gas and the protesters and stuff. There were people from over in Iran, Iraq, and in the Middle East countries posting under their under um, things telling them how to combat the terror, yes. what to do yes. in order to uh, to to be able to protect themselves. Yes, yes they were. You know, from the from the thing, and I thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god! You know, people need to realize we're all people. We all suffered the same same types of 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 discrimination and the same types of things. Because anytime your skin is 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 brown. You're going. It's it's almost like you're destined to be persecuted yep. in in some type of way. Yep. So you have to kind of take charge of that and be proactive and and knowing that your word counts and that you are a person and you have rights. That's right. That's right. That's right. Ooh, so, girl, pop it, girl. Come on now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so you know, as we're getting ready to wrap things up. Tell us if, hopefully, hopefully, you know, when will we have something new from Vivian Blue? Well, I'm trying to get this one book together, so hopefully that I can get it out uh, before the end of the Ooh. year. But since I've since I've been reading uh, uh, my old series, I read a, a course of three series. They all kind of intertwine together with the same people. Mm-hmm. I was sitting trying to figure out maybe I should do a Christmas book Ooh, yes. or whatever to, 
put out in time for Christmas with some of uh my favorite with some of my favorite characters and my readers' favorite characters because I have uh my readers always saying like how is so and so and so that's right you know where are they what's going that's on right. with them I want to read a book so and I figured I said oh the holidays might be a good book so I'm I'm trying to push for mm-hmm. or whatever so I've been slightly my writing book slightly has come back so. I'm I'm toying with it, so I'll hopefully I can get something out by the end of the year. Yes, 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 and I encourage you to do so because I, you know, I've been pushing my own authors, okay, to mm-hmm. Christmas holidays. You know, people love those stories. They do love holidays. Okay, you know what I'm saying. You know, and and just like how you know people so excited to uh, get more. Um, um, African American, you know, Christmas stories that's gonna be on Lifetime, okay? Oh, okay. You know, um, that's how readers are, you know, when it comes to Christmas stories, where 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 we're concerned because, um, you know, the Caucasian authors and and writers, you know, they always take um take up the season. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, I always think, you know, that that is always, always, always a good uh, marketing ploy or whatever, you know, is to get those seasons. So if y'all listening out there and if you're thinking about writing it, write something, even if it's a short read. Okay, write it because we all love those holiday stories. Okay, so. Out of all of your books, if you could encourage uh, readers that may not, I mean, excuse me, hearers, you know, listeners or or whatever, that may not have heard or read a Vivian Blue book, what book do you think or series should they start with so that they can get a good taste of Vivian Blue? Oh my God, it's hard to say. <laughs> I have so many. I love, truthfully, I love all of my series because they're all different aspects of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the one that everybody seemed to love was my, I get a lot of good reception. The first, I'd say the first two. Um, the first uh, one was Torn Between Two Bosses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people loved that book because to them, it was like a typical urban fiction book, mm-hmm. you know? and stuff but I guess I guess start at the beginning if you start at the beginning and then work your way on up to, to where I am now mm-hmm. you'll kind of be on a on a journey and stuff and, and you'll get to see the tra- my transition and my writing because my writing varies you mm-hmm. know in a sense but all my female characters are strong female characters you know and I have strong male characters and the chemistry and the dynamic of the book is awesome but like I said when you read books especially my books you need to read without judgment because you know another thing that readers need to take into consideration what happens I live in the Midwest I'm from St. Louis Missouri so the way things are in St. Louis Missouri versus the way things are in maybe Atlanta Mm -hmm. or California or New York we're all we all have our own different values we all have our own different ways about doing things and stuff so you need to take that into consideration too you know read without judgment you need to just read the book and enjoy it for what it is Mm -hmm. versus putting your your bias or your input into it and you'll enjoy it more all right okay guys so so your major takeaway is 
read without judgment. Judgment. Okay. Yes, okay. Read without judgment. Read without judgment. Okay. All right, and you get your judgment at the that's end. That's right. You wait till you get to the end, and that's when you formulate your judgment. You don't go into it with judgment. That's right. That's right. So, so guys, uh, that that book series is torn between two bosses. Okay. All right. That's where that's where you need to start. And as you heard, she got a hell of a lot more books after that. Okay. <laughs> That will definitely yes, and some, like I said, some of them intertwine. So yeah. Okay. All right. But but you'll definitely be on a reading journey that will keep you occupied in your Kindle full. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you may have to take a pause to rub on your man a second, but <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right now. All right now. Please, please. Woo. Oh no, but seriously. Um, I thank you so very much, Vivian, uh, Miss Miss Blue, for stepping up to the mic. Um, and when you do get that Christmas story out, you know, or, you know, when you do come with that very next, you know, you coming back with your next series, I definitely will want to have you back so that you can tell us all about it. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And I appreciate you for having me. No problem. Okay. All right, guys. Until next time, make sure that you guys are registered to vote. Okay. Vote. Get out there in November and vote. Rock your vote. That's right. That's right. And till next time. Bye, guys. Loving a hustler is one thing, but what happens when you love two and can't choose? Torn Between Two Bosses, A Hood Romance by Vivian Blue. One-click your copy today. Available on Amazon.